discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful once again. Thank you for ministering to us as we have ministered to you. Thank you that your word comes to come and help us some more to trust you some more. To be submitted some more to you and to allow your lordship rule over us. Thank you for fruitfulness and multiplication for every one of us. Thank you for open doors for all of us to your glory and your praise. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last week I said share with you what, on what? Fruitfulness through the leadings of the Spirit, isn't it? And I started talking about our, our maker is our husband, isn't it? Do you remember? Isaiah 54, verse 5. He says, For thy maker is thine husband. Who is our maker? God, Jesus Christ is our maker. And he's our husband. One of the purposes of God is to get you married to Jesus. Tell me about God wants you to be married to Jesus. Let me share with you the the, the purpose of God, the progression of the purpose of God. Okay? The first aspect of God's purpose is to get all men saved. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to come and come and die. And remember, always remember Jesus died for sinners. If you see a sinner, he's the one Jesus died for. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Yeah. For God, but God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let's read the message. I think it will be more clearer with the message. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death. Hmm? While we are of no use. No what? No use whatever to him. So Jesus died for people who were of no use to him. He died. Jesus didn't die for the church. He died for sinners. So that the church will be born. So that those sinners will be born again and become part of the church. If you think you are not correct, you are the one Jesus came for. If you think you're a bad boy, you are the one Jesus came for. If you think you're a bad girl, you are the one Jesus came for. Are you understanding? Yeah. If you think you're a scammer, you are the one Jesus came for. I preached a message here some time ago. Yeah. God died for scammers, for prostitutes, for slave queens, for good people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he does that in order to get something called the church. He died for the world so that he can get the church. Do you see? Now, his purpose in the church is to use the word of God to perfect the church. You see, because even though we are all in the church, it's not all of us who are perfect. We are all being perfected. Do you see? Tell me about we are all being perfected. Tell me about if you see me do something wrong, don't criticize me too much. Because I'm being perfected. Give me time. I'll become better. And tell your neighbor again. Neighbor. If after 10 years, I have not changed, you can slap me. Hey. Yeah, because God is expecting change. 10 years. My wife says 10 years is too long. Pastor Ivan says 10 years is too long. What, two years? You, something must change in your life. <laughs> Christianity is about change. Christianity is about change. 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 Change to suit what has happened in your spirit. Because inwardly, you look like Jesus. I tell you, Jesus, you see, when you read 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, eh, the Bible says that, eh, here is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. 
Inwardly speaking, we are just like him. We look like him. We think like him. We talk like... There's nothing wrong with our spirit man. Our spirit man is from God and it is perfect. It is our spirit man that is recreated at the new birth. So at the new birth, your spirit man is changed instantly. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, unknown, unseen, never seen before. That's what happens when you get born again. New creature. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Look at Colossians 2, 9. For in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Then the next verse says, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete. He didn't say, like, you lack something. He says, you are complete. He's talking about your spirit. He says, you are complete in him. So there's nothing wrong. Your spirit is intact. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is wonderful. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. All these things are scriptures in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Can you imagine that you are one spirit with the Lord? Your spirit is one with the Lord. It's amazing. But your mind. Your mind. Your mind is a very wild guy. Unsaved guy. Wicked guy. Charlie. Some way guy. Yeah. So the whole of the reason why we come to church is so that our souls, our mind can be changed. Have you read Romans chapter 12, verse 2 before? He says, and be not conformed to this world. Because a child of God can be fully conformed to this world. A child of God can become so worldly that we cannot tell the difference between him and the world. Like Atalia. Atalia must die. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Atalia in the Bible? Atalia is a woman who killed all her grandchildren so that she can rule. Amazing. Yeah. She killed all her children, all her grandchildren. She killed everybody so that she can rule. Yes. It's not Atala, it's Atalia. A Christian can be some way. Have you seen Christians who are some way before? Oh, yeah. Ask Koneba, have you seen Christians who are some way before? And ask him, where did you see some? Where did you see some? <laughs> hey, Hena. It's wild though. You see a Christian whose nose is smelling him. How do you say that in English? How do you say that in English? It's uh, no, it's, I tell you, like it's like you can't you can't work with the person. We are all singing in the choir, but then it's like <laughs> I'm not coming there. You're not the choir I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not this choir. It's not this choir. Bad attitude, and then you end up in marriage with it, and your husband will be suffering, or your wife will be suffering. The whole process is about change. God wants us to change. You see, He doesn't want us to be conformed. You can have a Christian who is so well, it's like, uh, who are the new artists who are in the system? Who are the new artists in the system? Listen, say it before, I mean, just, just be free. Well, relax. Always remember we are being perfected. So maybe you just listened to some yesterday. It's fine. Just say what you just, yeah, talk. Who? Black Sheriff. Eh? Rema. Hey, Charlie, it's like now I'm old, but I don't know any of this. Rema. Who? Olive the boy. Saganian musician? Hey. hey. Wow. Came promise. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it. Hey. Who sang that song? Uh huh, you know. Oh, you can be a Christian and Kid is your favorite artist in the world. When he sings and something's doing you, and your feelings are just all over the place. Man. God doesn't want you to be conformed to this world. He wants you to be transformed. You may Kid may be, be your favorite artist now, but with time. With time. It has to get out of your system. Do you understand? To Maverick City. To Elevation elevation Music. 316. Lavqua. Not every, like, after five years of being born again. When you are, we think you are listening to a message with your mic, with the 
with their earpiece as you are. May I touch it, touch it, touch it. I've been touching it for five years. You will not take Always remember that what you are hearing is what makes you. Garbage in. You want to be a good Christian, you need to surround yourself with different things. Yes. Lastful songs will always produce last. Yeah. It's always. Every time it's like you're. You are nude. You are nude. And you're wondering why you are, you, are, you, are not, you are not growing in the spirit. Eh? <laughs> and the Holy Spirit can't talk to you. How can the Holy Spirit touch you? <laughs> you you have you struggle for a long time, and you wonder if this Christianity thing is even real. Yes. You wonder. You may insult pastors. You may be, you become a critic with time. Yeah. You because you are not doing what God says to do. Do you see? But you're expecting a change. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You'll be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? With the word of God. Jesus wants to renew our mind. That's why we come to church. That's why we come to church Sunday in, Sunday out, Wednesday in, Wednesday out, Thursday in, whatever, midweek service, this one. It's just so that our minds can be renewed. So we can be focused, you know, we can be repositioned to what God wants us to. Yeah, because God, God can do much with you. If your mind is all over the place, whatever in your spirit cannot come out unless your mind is conformed to what is in your spirit. So your mind is supposed to conform to what is in your spirit so that what is in your spirit can show forth. You see that before long, some sickness will come and you can't do much about it. You can't tell the sickness to go away. You will say go in the name of Jesus, but it won't go because you don't have much understanding concerning the name of Jesus. You've not meditated on the name of Jesus as you're supposed to, so it doesn't work. You see, it doesn't work. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. The righteous sons and daughters of God are delivered through knowledge. So the knowledge of God's word is so important. Reading it, meditating on it, so important. That's why every message you hear us preach will end up in any of these things. All the time. All the time. Because that's, that's what the secret is. Okay? So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, look at Ephesians 5, 25. It says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. For what purpose? That he might sanctify, set it apart, and cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. So through the word of God, you are set apart more and more unto God. And through the word of God, you are washed from all the impurities, from all the things that you make contact with in the world. You see, in John chapter 13, eh, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. When you got to Peter, Peter said, Lord, don't, I won't let you wash my feet. You are my master. Why are you washing my feet? He said, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you have no part with me. Then Peter said, oh, Charlie, I want a part of you. So just bath me. Just give me a bath right now. <laughs> and Jesus said that, he that is washed. Hmm? Jesus said unto him, he that is washed. You see, as a born-again child of God, you are washed. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. He says, and such were some of you. Such were some of you. Now, what, what is he talking about? Go, go back, go to verse 9, into verse 10. Knowing not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, no effeminate. Do you, eff- do you know effeminate? Go, go to amplify. Effeminate. Do not be neither impure and immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor those who participate in homosexuality. Uh huh. LBGTQ, click, click, click. RST, SHWXYZ. Zongo minister, no. Hallelujah. So you see what he's talking about. Uh-huh. He says, not those who participate in homosexuality. Next, there's a whole list, the tallest. Not cheats, swindlers, and thieves. You know, scammers and all of that. Not greedy graspers, not drunkards, nor foul-mouthed revilers and slanderers, nor extortionists and robbers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Verse 10, verse 11 now. So he says, and such, some of you were once. 
He said, such were some of you, the king is, and such were some. In other words, when you get born again, you are not described as an idolater or an adulterer, whatever, because you are now the righteousness of God. By the grace of God, Jesus has taken your place of sin so that you can take its place of righteousness. So, tell me, but I am not what I used to be. Stop seeing me with the eyes that you knew when I was in GSS. Some of us were bad boys in GSS. But then when God saved you, when you, when you become born again, you are, you are changed completely. Hey. Paul says, henceforth no we know man after the flesh. We don't know each other after the flesh. We are not, it's not, no. By the grace of God, now you are the righteous. You are the righteous son and the righteous daughter of God. He says, and such were some of you, but ye are washed. He's talking about the washing of regeneration. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Look at Titus 3 verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which you have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. According to the mercy of God, he saved us. By the mercy of God, but God who is rich in mercy. For his grace, we're with him. for his great love, we're with him, loved us. You see? Yes, he says, according to his mercy, he, eh, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. He has washed us to regen us. Now your genes are more responsive, responsive to God than to Satan. The message version of that, right? Let's read the message version of verse 5. He says he saved us from all that. It was all his doing. We had nothing to do with it. Can you imagine? We had nothing to do with it. He gave us a good bath. It's a message. Tell your neighbor, I've gotten a good bath. From the Lord. He gave us a good bath and we came out of it new people. Washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Look at Revelations. Revelations. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Jesus washed us from our sins. So you are not a sinner anymore. Slap your neighbor and say, you are not a sinner anymore. Yeah, you may have some issues, but you are not a sinner. Start off by knowing that you are not a sinner. If you know that you are not a sinner, and you know that you are the righteousness of God, you will start producing righteousness. Righteousness, consciousness produces righteousness. Sin, consciousness produces sin. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as a man, Jesus himself is the one who said it. He said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Do you see? Yeah. Then he says, For of the abundance of the hearts, his mouth speaketh. Of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaketh. There's another one in prayer that says that, As a man thinketh in his heart, in, in his mind. So we see. So what, what you are thinking, your consciousness is what produces your fruits. What you are inside is what comes out. So God wants to change your mindset. He says, and such were some this Proverbs 23 verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do you see? God washed us from us. He says, he says, and such were some of you, but ye are washed. So Peter was saying, Charlie, give me a bath. Jesus said, the one who has been given a bath already, there's no need to be given another bath. Eh? That's in John chapter 13 once again. We have gone back to John 13. Jesus said to him, he that is washed needed not to save, needed not save to wash his feet, but he's Clean every wit. You are clean, but not all. Just all of you are clean, but not he was talking about Judas. He says that the one who is clean does not need to be cleaned. All he needs is his feet. You see, your feet represent your walk. It's your feet that you used to walk, right? So your feet represent your walk in this world or your walk with God. Do you see? As you walk around in this our dusty country. You see that your feet is becoming dirty. Isn't it? As you walk in this world, you make your feet make contact with certain deaths around. I mean, you are just, you are just driving in a Trosky or in an Uber or something. And as you're going, you see a beautiful woman. Her bottles is like two Nigerian coconuts. And then all of a sudden, a thought enters your, your mind. 
Hey, this will be nice. Oh. Check the way the guys are tapping. Check like they don't, they don't know what they talk. Hey, I'm feeling bad. Whether you are married or not, you see that a thought will enter your mind. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah, lady. You see a guy, a type of guy. Maybe you like short boys. And then you see a very short, cute guy. Just moving around, portable guy. And I'm like, hey, see fine boy. I like this boy. I mean, by virtue of our existence in this world, you make contact with things. Now, the word of God is used to clean your feet. Do you see? Your feet is to be washed consistently. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Consistently washed with the word of God. Washed with the word of God. That it might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So your feet always needs to be washed all the time. That's why every morning you have to sit with the word of God. Every morning. You see, the, the, the part of the, 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 the part, you see, the Bible describes us as olives. Okay? In John chapter 15, look at John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and the father, my father is a husband man. Every branch in me that bear no fruit, he take it away. Have you seen it? Every brand that bear no fruit, he take it away. Now, this word is not to remove. Okay? The word is katero. Take it away is katero. That's a Greek word. And it means to raise up. The reason why the branches of the vine are not growing, are not bearing fruit, is because they have entered the soil. When the vine grows, so vines need to be propped up all the time. To prune a vine is to wash it with water, not to cut it. Hey. is to wash it with water. We prune by washing vines. And we prune by putting them, taking them from the ground to set them, to give them on sticks, to set them on sticks. That's how they work with it. Of course, there's, there are times where they cut some portions to prevent it from growing in a certain way. But primarily, it has to do with washing. Okay, so he cares, this is what, TPTR. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. Have you seen it? Yeah, so he, he props them up and washes them. The reason why they are not producing fruits is because they are so in touch with the world. The worldliness is too much. Actually, worldliness prevents you from growing as you're supposed to. Worldliness. A Christian who is so worldly. So, last of money. You are never satisfied. You have 10,000, you want 100,000. What are you going to use the extra 90,000 for? A man for chill. Girls for relax. Girls have to relax, you know. Soft life. We like to go to a. Want to go? Want to go to Maldives? And then what will happen? You went to the Maldives and so, so we should sing and call you. We should call MFI, MFI, MFI. Ah! <laughs> it doesn't make any Some of the things we look for, eh? you'll be sure. It's nothing. Oh. <laughs> One day, my wife and I were somewhere in a certain country on a very tall building. A place where people take, people were taking pictures, we were just looking at the view. And then we we're going. And then my wife said, Hey, we didn't take a picture. I said, Oh, I forgot now we should take it. Let's take a picture. We will, we will go and not take a picture. And then you put it on status. Chilling with Bay. And they had the If you are chilling, chilling. If you are chilling, chilling, you are chilling. People even take pictures of food. Then they'll do a video. Go to the washroom. Hey. The worldliness is too much. It's too much. Oh. Yesterday we were in church somewhere and there were some three ladies, three women. 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 Have children and everything sitting in front of us. They were watching Facebook, taking pictures. Oh. What was the preacher I was preaching? Oh. This man was making notes, serious notes. They were just taking pictures, <laughs> checking Facebook, chatting, chatting status, mm-hmm. this one. They'll take a picture and update and they were in church. Oh. What? Women. We were sitting behind them like, hey. Hmm. The worldliness is too much. So the word of God that is going to change something in your life is coming. It doesn't, it doesn't make much of a, a difference. God wants to wash you with the word so that you can become a better Christian and be fruitful. Because your fruitfulness is dependent on the word of God. 
Sometimes people wonder, how, how does meditation link to, to, to productivity? God says that is what it links to productivity. And God is the one who says it. We don't know the technology, but we know that it just, it just works. It will draw things to you. Your greatest, your greatest uh, uh, <laughs> means of fruitfulness. Okay, there are several, but one of the greatest is meditation. Have you ever read about this, this gentleman, Isaac, before? Isaac was, in his, was on his way to the, a land called Egypt. He was moving from a place called Gera to Egypt. And God appeared in his dream and told him, don't go down to Egypt. Stay in this land. Now, can you imagine that the word Gera in the Hebrew means meditation? Meditation. Gera means meditation. Gera is like Hegai, like Esther's eunuch, the one who took care of Esther. Esther. A guy is also meditation. Meditation, separation, staying on something. Yeah. Isaac was told to stay in Gera, the place of meditation. And he had a hundredfold. Now, a hundredfold is not hundred percent. A hundredfold is ten thousand percent. Yes. That's the, that's the actual meaning. Yes. Ten thousand percent. He had so much coming because of meditation. I don't know how I don't know how it links, but I know that it works because God has said that it works. If you wake up in the morning and sit there and just take a scripture and just think about it for ten minutes or five minutes, you will be shocked that your life will be changing. Small, small, small. That's how God washes us. That's how God makes us fruitful. Just thinking on the word. Instead of waking up, the first thing you take is your phone. First thing you do is to you see, and then it, it never ends. It's not that you've taken your phone after five minutes, you put it down or ten minutes, you put it down. It goes before you realize the day has ended. You're becoming drier and drier and drier. More contact with the world. More contact with the world. More contact with the world. Seeing people's bottoms shaking. This one, this one, this one. Seeing someone dressing a certain way that you like. And so you want to have that kind of dress, hairstyle. So all your life, hairstyle is a particular hair you're looking for. It's a particular, what? Makeup you need, you want to wear. A particular dress you want to wear. A particular car you want to drive. You know, the guys are into cars. And then you are all, you are all over chasing things that you are not supposed to chase. But if you stay in meditation, they will all come to you. They will all come to you. Meditation. Ah, yeah, yeah. It, everything will come to you. Hmm? Psalm 1, verse 1. Let's read verse 3. Like I said, it's, it's worldliness that prevents us from growing. Worldliness. It's worldliness. And worldliness is always against meditation in the Word of God. It is pitched against meditation in the Word of God. Almost every scripture concerning meditation or the Word is always pitched with worldliness. This one, for instance, Psalm 1, verse 1. Look at Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the, of the ungodly. This is worldliness. Nor standing in the seat of the sinners. It's worldliness. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. TPT or something. What delight comes to those who follow God's ways? They won't walk in step with the wicked. Nor share the sinner's, the sinner's way. Nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Have you seen it? Amplified is better. Let's read amplified. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is a man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. Following their advice. Following their advice. A child of God whose best friend is someone who is, who is not interested in God at all. Your best friend, the one you best egg to, to lick with. It's a womanizer. Ah, what do you expect? Evil company corrupts good manners. Before long, it will be inside some. Oh. Nor stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. Nor sit down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Those who are mocking men of God, mocking the church, mocking... They are your best friends. You pass a comment on Facebook and you, you comment. It's true. It's true. Hey. Tell anybody I'm not like that. Next verse. Then it says, but his delight and desire. Uh, in the law of the Lord, and on his word, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and night. Then he says, he shall be. 
like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Do you see? Yes. Bringing forth this fruit in this season, his leaf shall also not wither. He goes on and on and on and on. Whatsoever, not, there's no description as whether he's a business person or what, whatsoever he doeth will prosper. Yes. To prosper. He shall prosper. Whatever. So meditation is the only thing that leads to all round prosperity. Oh, yes. Yeah. So commit to it. I mean, just sit down. You'll be surprised that you've never sat down to pick a word. Allow the Holy Spirit, and that's one of the leadings of the Spirit, to enlighten you with the Word of God. As you're reading, He bless something pops a pop up to you. And you start thinking, as you're thinking about it, you see there are a lot of things are happening in your life. Now, that's the truth. First Peter 2 2. First Peter 2 1 and 2. You see the word of God preached, you know, all the time. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, this is all worldliness, all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings. These are things that worldly people do. He says, lay, next verse, verse, verse 2. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the that you may grow thereby. Have you seen it? Yeah, he tells you, lay aside this one, take this one. Lay aside this one, take this one. All the time. Oh, James chapter 1, verse 21. Look at James 1, 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Do you see? Always amplified. So get rid of all uncleanness and rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble and gentle modest spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts. Contains the power to save your souls. Yes. It's always something. The curse of this life. You know? The deceitfulness of riches. You know those, those scriptures. Matthew chapter 13. So, so also talking about the word. And it's always pitched again. The things that makes, that's not, that prevents the word of God from going is always worldliness. It has something to do with worldliness. All the time. So God wants your attention. He says, my son, give me your heart. And let your eyes observe my ways. He wants your heart. Okay? Yeah. So, I was telling you something concerning Jesus' purpose. To save us, to wash and cleanse us with the washing of water, which is the word of God. Okay? For us to be called the glorious church, to be the glorious church. Back to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, 26 now. That he might sanctify and cleanse with the washing of water by the word. That he might present the church to himself, not as the church, but as a glorious church. A glorious church, which is actually the bride that he can marry. Hmm? The bride that, remember, our maker is our husband. Our husband is Jesus Christ. And actually he wants a wife to marry. And the wife he's marrying is the church. The church must, be, must grow to be his bride. Are you getting it? Glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. He wants a wife who has everything on everything. How many of you would want to marry a, a wife who is 85 years old? You're a 25 year old man and your wife is 85. What are you going to do? It's a curse. <laughs> she doesn't have teeth. You're coming to kiss her and then she removes. I mean, so Jesus also doesn't want that. Jesus wants a fresh bride, fresh young lady. Everything is on everything. That's what Jesus wants. He wants a fresh bride, fresh bride. Tell me about fresh bride, yeah, fresh bride, because I said marriage at stake. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Look at Revelation 19.7. It says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb. There's a marriage of the lamb. Who is the lamb? Jesus Christ is the lamb. The marriage of the lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. So he wants all of us to make ourselves ready. All of us. How? Through the word. Now, who is the one he sends to make sure that happens in your life? The one he sends is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit... Okay, is the one that Jesus has sent to come and help all of us, to lead us, to show us how to make ourselves ready. Mm. That is why at our new birth, 
Okay, okay, let me hold on to that thought. If you read in Genesis chapter 24, from verse 1, if you are interested, you can read the whole chapter. Abraham wanted a wife for his son Isaac. Now, if you're a good Bible student, you will know that Abraham is a type of God, the father. And Isaac is a type of Jesus Christ. Do you see? Remember, Isaac is a seed through whom the Christ must come. He was, he's a promised child. He's a child of the spirit. Ishmael is a child of the flesh. He's a child of faith, just like Jesus. Okay? It is Isaac who was going to be sacrificed by his father to please God. And God stopped him. God got to know that, you know, Abraham demonstrated what God would do in the future of sacrificing his son for us. The Bible says that Abraham actually killed Isaac in his heart. He killed him, he killed him in his heart. The action was for later. And the Bible also says that Abraham received Isaac as receiving him from the dead because he actually slaughtered him in his heart. Just like, so Abraham was typifying, that experience was a type of what was going to happen on the cross of Calvary. So Abraham is a type of the father. Isaac is a type of Christ. Now there was a day Abraham sent his servant and his servant is not given a name. And Abraham said unto his elder servant, Genesis 24 verse 2, of his house, that rule over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. And I'll make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. You see, he says, go and look for a wife. Now, this servant is not given a name. This servant, is, is the Holy Spirit is not given a name. The Holy Spirit responds to the name of Jesus. If we read in John chapter 15, John 14, 26. Look at John 14, 26. By the comfort of the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. The Holy Spirit responds to the name of Jesus. He sends him in his name. The word Holy Spirit is not a, it's not a name. Holy Spirit is holy air. That is not a name. So just like the servant who was nameless. Actually, the name that was even given, the, if, we are, if we are looking for Abraham's servant, who is named, it's Eliezer. That's in Genesis chapter 15. Look at Genesis 15, verse 1 and 2. After this, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a, in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy children, thy exceeding great reward. Abraham was tired. like, God, you are making a lot of promises. So he said to him, and Abraham said, Lord God, what would thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Can you imagine that the word Eliezer means the mighty helper? The mighty helper. Or God of help. You can check it in your interlinear. It means God of help. Or the God, the God, God who helps. And that is the name of the Holy Spirit. Go back to John chapter, John chapter 14, verse, what, what verse do you like? Verse 15. John 14, 15. I, if you love me, keep my commandments. 16. And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Actually, the word comforter is helper. The Holy Spirit is called the mighty helper. Eh? The mighty helper. The quintessential helper. The one who hides behind. He's the power behind all the performance. He's the power behind everything you can, you can see. He's behind all the things that are happening in the church. He's the one who changes people's minds in the church. There's nothing I can do to change your mind. Only the Holy Spirit can change you. Only the Holy Spirit can change you. That is why every time before I preach, I ask the Holy Spirit, I can't do this one. I can't do it. It's your church. Do it. And when Abraham's servant was sent, he brought a wife to Isaac. Do you see? He brought what? A wife to Isaac. Just as the Holy Spirit is also bringing us and helping us, help, helping us grow to become what God wants us to become. That's why the Holy Spirit would want to talk to you, share with you, guide you, lead you. Do you see? Yeah. Charlie, every morning when you wake up, read the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to help you for things. That's, that's, his job is to beautify you for your Lord. He's a primary builder of the church. In fact, the church belongs to him. The church belongs to him. Acts chapter 13. One, two, three. There was in the church that was in Antioch setting, blah, blah. He mentions all these guys. Saul, 
Lucius of Cyrene, all these guys. Then verse 2 says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. The work of perfecting the saints belongs to the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Holy Spirit is a primary witness. All of us are secondary witnesses. The Holy Spirit is the one who has a job of building a church. We are all helpers. That is why you can't work for God. You can work with God. You can't work for God. You can only work with God. If you try to work for God and do what you want, that's what a lot of people have done. They do what they want, what they think is right, and they end up destroying the church. Captain Kuman gives an example with her own life concerning what I'm talking about. One day, he noticed how, she noticed how her mother was struggling with house chores and all of that as a young, as a young girl. So she decided to help. When the mother went to town to buy some things, some goods for the house, she took all the clothes and put them in the washing machine, poured washing powder on it, and washed it. Mixed all the white clothes with the colored clothes, everything. Washed it very nicely and hung them in front of the house. Beautifully. Waiting, sitting comfortably in front of the house, waiting for the mother to come and come and give her funds. When the mother got out of the car, stepped out, she was thinking the mother would smile, but then the mother started frowning, wasn't excited. Do you know what had happened? The white clothes had become rainbow. All the clothes had become rainbow, tie and dye. She thought she was helping, but she actually ended up destroying. Do you see? So you can't, you can't say, it is God who has the, he has the blueprint for the church. He has architecture. Nobody builds without an architecture, of course, in Ghana. It happens. I mean, I mean, that's why there are problems. That's why there are problems. If you want to build properly, you have to build with an architecture, architectural drawing. The Holy Spirit has architectural drawings. And we are just helpers. It's in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. We, are, we work with him before we, work, we can work for him. If you don't work with him, you can't work for him. Are you getting it? Mm-hmm. Look at second, uh, second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, we then as workers together with him. The word workers together is the Greek word synergeo. It's, a word where we, it's the Greek word where we get the English word synergy. You understand synergy? Where your energy and another person's energy is synchronized. So that you can work in tandem to produce a particular result. That's working for the Lord. We, we, that's actually working with the Lord. We work with the Lord to accomplish his purposes. Like I said, he's a primary witness. We are the secondary witnesses. Hmm? Which verse do you like? First John chapter 15 verse 26. The leadings of the spirits. Fruitfulness through the leadings of this. That's what I'm preaching about. I don't know if he's coming together for you. Oh, yeah. he's, he's the one. <laughs> you cannot be perfected without him. Growth in the spirit is not 20 minutes of Bible reading plus 2 hours of prayer is equal to 1 inch of growth. It doesn't work like that. Growth in the spirit is by the spirit. It's by the spirit. It's by the leadings of the spirit. And you must, the greatest thing you can learn in your life is to, is to learn the art of hearing from the Holy Spirit. You want to grow, you want to produce fruit, you must learn to hear from the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to teach you. I'm just, all this, I'm, all that I'm saying is introduction. Next week, I'm going to talk about practical, how to really open your ears to hear from them. Because you need to. People ask me questions concerning our ministry. How is your ministry growing? What are you doing? What are, my secret is the Holy Spirit. When I tell them, they don't believe it. When I tell them, like, oh, tell us the methods. It's not the method. You can apply the method. You can apply cells. You can apply whatever. It's not going to work. It's not the cells that work. It's, it's the power behind. It's the Holy Spirit. And the relationship with the Holy Spirit is what makes the thing work. It's your relationship with the Spirit that makes your life bear fruit. Remember, He's the vine and you are connected to Him. It's your relationship with Him. Your connection to the vine is what brings you fruit. Without, without the connection to the vine, it's like you're joking. You need an Eliezer in your life to help you. You need a Haggai in your life. I'll talk about Haggai in a bit. Look at this. It's, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he says, he shall what? Testify of me. Or he shall witness. He shall speak of me. The Holy Spirit is the primary testifier of Jesus Christ. He's the primary person to talk about Jesus Christ. 
Next verse. And ye also shall bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So he is a primary witness and then we are the also witness. He's the only one who changes people. <laughs> that is why a cell shepherd who is doing the cell without the Holy Spirit is, is, is going to go for a long time. All the best sister. All the best brother. Do you know Chefabos? How do you say that in English? You are going to pull it on your chest. You will suffer for a very long time. A young lady who is trying to find a husband without the Holy Spirit. All the best sister. You're going to go for a long time. You're going you're gonna to find a husband. You're going to find a very wicked husband. You'll find a husband. But you will see. You'll pray your whole life. Because you didn't pray before the, the marriage. So you pray for the rest of your life. you speak in tongues for a long time. And the content will be, Lord, change my husband. Change my husband, Lord. Ah, 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 ah. What are I praying about? I'm praying about my husband. There was this man who was there. Uh, this is a true story. This man was struggling with a lot of things, you know, and he went to this prayer meeting, you know, and we were all praying. And there was a woman who was really praying. And then she started saying, Lord, Lord, my problem. Lord, my problem. Lord, my, solve my problem. The way she was behaving, the man just hit her while the prayer meeting was going. I was like, Madam, Please, what are you praying? What's what is it? I'm interested. What is it? What 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 are you asking God for? Then he said, My my I'm owing 50 Ghana CDs somewhere. And tomorrow the man is coming for the money, and I don't know. Or else I'll be disgraced. I don't know how I'm gonna pay the 50 Ghana CDs. The man took 200 Ghana CDs and gave it to her and said, Go home. So that God can listen to my prayer. My prayer. Go home, go home, go home. You are it's like you are clouding my the ears of God. Why? Go home. You'll be shocked. A young lady who's looking for a husband without the Holy Spirit is going to find a fend for yourself type of husband. A husband who does not care about what you're eating, what you're wearing, what the children are doing. All he cares about is sex. Open thine legs. Let's see what the Lord will do. But part that he's doing some his pain school, he's doing, forget it. Yeah. But initially, when you meet him fresh, he'll be buying things for you. He'll be opening doors for you. Have you ever heard of deception before? Uh-huh. You see, your wig, is, your wig is deceiving us. Your eyebrows are fake. Your bottoms are fake. You think the boys, they are just walking around. They too, they are fake. You are fake, we too, we are fake. Aye. Fake plus fake. It's equal to what? Faker. <laughs> What? You are going to go for a long time. Yeah. You want a promotion at work? You don't want to do it by the Holy Spirit? You'll be shocked. Five bosses will sleep with you. Five. One, two, three. I tell you, you'll be, you'll be, shocked, you'll be surprised. And you'll still not get the promotion. It's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. I tell you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Struggles in life. When you're young, you don't know that life is tough. As you are growing, you realize that, hey, you start appreciating your parents. If you see a bit, you wonder, how am I going to build? How? Yeah. But the, I mean, there was a building we were showing me, a small building, two-bedroom house, small building, you, you have to move like this in your own hall or something. And it's going, it was going to take 350,000 Ghana cities to build. Where are you going to find it? Are you going to steal you? You have to do life with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you. His job is to guide you. Yeah. His job is to show you where the money is. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse 9. Deuteronomy. But have you learned anything since I started talking? The Holy Spirit wants to beautify our life. Be a child of God who speaks in tongues. Not in church. At home. Yeah. Before you step out. Mazonokodo, some music, some worship song is playing. Jaiwa, you are in a... Whether it's the remix or the, the original, whichever one you like, you vibe with it. Mano Kadabaya, Lego Dobo, 
You see, the Holy Spirit works more in your life when you register your dependence on Him. The more you register, you know, in your mind that you are dependent, you can't do it. I can't do it. Jesus said, without God, I can't do anything. Jesus himself said it all. You see, he says, my, all the things that you see me doing, it's my father in me. Who, who do, the father in him. Jesus had the father in, the, in heaven and the father in him. Jesus is the child of the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Look at Matthew 1 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found a child of who? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost impregnated Mary. He was responsible for the child. So when you, you, write, you read the book of John and you see Jesus saying, my father in me, my father in me, my, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. So the book of John is, a, is actually the, a walk with the Holy Spirit. The walk of Jesus with the Holy Spirit. That's how you should read it. The walk of Jesus with the Holy Spirit and the walk, the walk of God with the Father. It's wild though. The more you register, you let the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, without you, I don't have strength. He's your strength now. So when you say to yourself, or you say to you, I don't have strength without you, you'll be shocked. He will give you both physical strength and spiritual strength and mental strength and emotional strength. That is like now mental, mental, what? Mental health. Yeah, you are bothering my mental health. All those things will not be in your mental. Me, listen, one of our pastors was saying to us yesterday, if they say mental health, what, what about what our mothers and our fathers did to us when we were children? Is he well, By now we should all be mad. Because your mother will shout on you, hey, foolish, look at your, your head like your father said. Did your mother say something to you? Yeah, they'll give you a slap something. It's all oh, they're raising you. It's not, it's raising. It's like when someone, when you're hard on somebody this morning, oh, why are you being hard on the person? It's mental health, whatever. Ah, what are you talking about? I, there's a video running around, you know, Bishop Dag was talking about talking to one of his pastors in a pastor's meeting, which is something we do regularly. Oh, yes. Ah, you can be insulted. There's nothing wrong. If the job that you are working at, does not want you to just sit around and pay you for nothing. Eh? And hence they give the blast. I mean, I worked in a place, I worked in a certain bank some 14 years ago. I worked in a certain bank 14 years ago. And in the bank, when you, when you don't achieve your results, Friday morning, they can insult your grandmother, your grandfather, your grand, your, everybody. They insult everybody. You insult your genes. You are a stupid guy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Friday morning was a very hot morning. After that, then we'll pray. <laughs> I tell you. You were just talking to what? The pastor is like, what, what, what message have message you been listening to? The guy did is not I me. Mean, we can't the guy. Not a good representative. He said he's, he's not going to be a pastor anymore. And people are saying that, did he consider his mental health? You don't know. You don't know. The, person has, the person typing it, he has mental health. <laughs> hey, there's something wrong with you. What are you talking about? When you go to a restaurant eh, and you are sitting in the, on, the, on the table, you see they'll come and serve you nice meal, whatever, smiling. Listen, when you enter the kitchen, you see in the, in the restaurant, there's air conditioning, everything, white, white table with a white table with white cloth on it and glass and whatever. When you go to the kitchen, it's hot, blood, this, that, a lot of action. When you see a church working, don't think it's just like, oh, smiles, hello, how are you? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves all of us. He does. After that, Charlie, what are the people? What happened? What did you, what happened? That's, if you become a shepherd, that is, we, we inquire. Where are the sheep? Where is the bus? Where is the bus? Which message did you listen to? There is nothing wrong. That's what, that's how, if you want the church to work, that's how it's supposed to be. You don't sit and say what you don't understand, baby. The Holy Spirit will strengthen your mind. It will strengthen your emotions. You become emotionally balanced. Yeah. Ask, just ask for help. From the, that's, he's the helper. Remember, his name is the almighty helper. Yeah. Help you. I see the Holy Spirit helping you. You will not fail. You. You will not fail. I see you walking with the Holy Spirit. Every single day. Every single day. And I see the Holy Spirit guiding your legs, guiding your path into prosperity, into health, into goodness, into mercy, into joy, into glory, leading you to the right places, 
helping you to understand the right things, you will not fail. I said you will not fail. Yeah. Because of the mighty Holy Spirit who is perfecting you, working on you. I see the Holy Spirit working on you now. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is working on you. Working on you. Working on you. Working on you. Providing for you. Taking care of you. And helping you fall more and more in love with Jesus. More and more in love with Jesus. Mando ki kalavaya. More and more in love with Jesus. More and more in love with your husband, who is your maker. Mano hokele varada. Palo gede heshe. I see the Holy Spirit taking the word of God and washing you with the word. Every single day. Joy. I'm hearing joy in the Holy Ghost. There's someone here. You've been battling with a form of depression. It's like a form, a certain form of depression. Yeah. Sadness. And the Lord is telling me it springs from losing someone. You lost someone close to that. I think it's someone very close, your father or your brother or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord says he's helping you. Yes. Comforting you. Yes. Lord, comfort your son in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, the Lord is lifting that weight, that weight from your heart. From your heart. Yes. It's lifting that weight from your heart. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For liberty. Liberty. Thank you for lifting that pain. And thank you for replacing it with joy. Let the joy of the Lord return to your son. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Real joy. Real joy. Fountain of joy. Yes. Fountain of joy. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. It's done. To the glory of God. Father, thank you. For your son. Thank you for real comfort for him. Jesus' name. Just keep praying in the spirit. You know? Keep praying in the spirit. Mano okay, baby. Lego Hosha Paradanaban. Yes. Yes. Oh, as the Lord through the Spirit beautify the heavens, the Lord is beautifying your life. The Holy Spirit is beautifying your life. Yes. The Holy Spirit is beautifying your life. Beautifying your life. This morning. It's beautifying your life. And ushering you into a new realm of joy and of comfort. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm seeing three people who are having a very wild financial difficulty. Yeah. You are, you are very tight. And it's been like that for the last three months. It's been like for the last three months. You don't have to come. You don't have to come in front. But the Lord is touching you. The Lord is touching your finances. The Holy Spirit. Say to yourself, dear Holy Spirit, you are my supplier. You are my supplier. Jesus doesn't like it when you are poor. He doesn't like it when you are. It's like he's a bad husband. No, he's not a bad husband. But your trust should move from men, from human beings to him. And as you lift your eyes to the Lord, supply is coming to you now. The Lord is bringing supply. This week will be different. Money is coming to you. Money is coming to you. I'm seeing 2,500 Ghana cities coming to you this week. Yes. 2,500 Ghana cities. It's coming to you. To all the three of you. To three people. Three people. The Lord is doing that for you. The struggle is over. The struggle is over. Yeah. The Lord is touching you. It's touching your finances. And you can take it for yourself. If, if your finances is, you are struggling, it doesn't have to be the three. It can be more. What he says to one, he says to all. What he says to one, he says to all. So receive financial help from the Holy Spirit, who is, your, who is your helper. The one sent to beautify your life. The one sent to beautify your life. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is beautifying your life. By his Spirit, he beautifies the, the heavens. He beautifies the heavens by his Spirit. He garnishes the heavens. And he's garnishing your life. 
by his spirit as well. Thank you, Father. Just speak in language spirit for just another 30 seconds. Give God glory for what he has shared with you. Give God glory for what he has said to you. Bless his name and, and, and let him know how good he has been to you. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Man, no okay, nebe. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.